reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle. Chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Dial 1 for movie stars. Dial 2 for streaming stars. Dial 3 for TV stars. Dial 4 for music stars. Or press 0 to speak with the star of the show herself, Anita. Hi, it's Joel Creasy from New Leash on Life on ABC. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entertainment Hotline. I am your host and head of entertainment at Media Week and Chatter, Anita Annabelle. It has been an insanely fun week with the 63rd Annual TV Week Logie Awards. And if you haven't yet, make sure you check out our full red carpet coverage highlights on our Instagram at entertainment underscore hotline pod. Now... Each year, thousands of dogs across Australia are impounded for a variety of reasons. Renowned comedian Joel Creasy teams up with leading dog behaviourist Laura V as they try to reduce the number of dogs in pounds. Together, they rescue, train and pair each pooch with a family or person in need of a new best friend. This is the premise for ABC's hit series, New Leash on Life. In this pre-recorded interview before the Logies, I spoke to Joel about New Leash on Life, why he's a self-described fame whore, how he shared a toothbrush with fellow Eurovision host Miff Warhurst, and he gave some insight into his parents who adorably stand at the door thanking his fans for coming to his shows. New Leash on Life airs at 8pm on Tuesdays on ABC. You can also stream the series anytime, anywhere, on ABC iView. Here's Joel Creasy. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm Anita. It's so nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Uh, happy, what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday. Happy hump day. Hump day. So do I. So do I. I'm actually in the office today. We're in a WeWork in Piermont at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, our offices are in Piermont. I was there yesterday. Well, actually, so Media Week, they do a Media Week Academy and it's actually at Nova today. Feel free to help yourself to our um, our, our, our bountiful snack cupboard. (laughs) Is there a really good snack cupboard really at Nova? There's heaps all through the building, yeah, because we get just sent so much stuff. Um, and uh, but really random snacks, like just expect like donut flavored chips and stuff. <laughs> oh, so like all of the the real uh, publicity pulls, all the publicity things that we're all like, oh, I don't know if I need to eat any more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Do you know what the best thing that ever happened was when they sent the harvest chip, the harvest snaps. Oh, yes. my God. I think we're still going through them. I oh. know. How many mm. boxes? They sent boxes, like boxes of them to media. I loved it. Anyway. <laughs> I like the chickpea puffs that they, they're sending around at the moment. They're like Are they low good? calorie or something. Oh, and my God. I love. Yeah. Yeah. I can't eat chickpeas. I'm actually um, allergic to legumes. Oh, no. Oh, no hummus for you. No hummus for me. <laughs> I, can have, I can't have, so peanuts, I'm allergic to peanuts, so no yeah. peanuts for me. Oh, <laughs> so, and it's all in the same family. So, oh, that's um, really, is that really quite like a severe reaction? Yeah, I'm anaphylaxis. So oh, okay. when I was a kid, um, I was one of 300, 400 children who had an allergy that because I was like, I'm 37. So yeah, nobody had nobody. Yeah. Not many people have like when I was in program, like I can't remember many people having allergies. Yeah. How old are you again? 
I'm 30. I'm turning 33. Week after yeah. yeah, to me, you're a baby. I mean, like, listen yeah, to me, oh, like, I'm not that much older, but you are a baby. And look at your little baby face. Uh, but you are so accomplished. Let's dive in because I have so many questions. Oh, thank you. Also, <laughs> love that puzzle behind you. Puzzle. Oh, this one. The the fo- the puzzle of your, is that your Oh, yeah, my, oh, up here. Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, Jack and I, yeah. Got it. That was um that was like an early anniversary gift from Jack, Um, a puzzle of our places in Queenstown or something. I don't know, but I was like, okay. But I think the puzzle came done, like, so I didn't even have to do it. Oh, my God. They're the best type of puzzles, are they? I know. I did this puzzle in lockdown and it was this, my mum sent it to me and it was this beautiful painting, but it was basically all blacks into dark navies and it took me like i don't think i finished it but i pr- took me all of lockdown like my coffee table and just had this puzzle on it for two years oh my god <laughs> i've never been a pu- i don't have the patience i no, don't have the patience no. i know yeah. but like and i would never finish it either so like a done puzzle is, is a good puzzle i reckon um, yeah i know <laughs> one done puzzle and i frame it yeah frame it frame it <laughs> and pretend that you did it <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway Let's talk about um, a new leash on life. Oh, a new leash oh. on life. Stop it. This show is so gorgeous. Oh, thanks. It's such a different um, world for me to be. I mean, I'm, I've never done – I've sort of done one short-form documentary. I've never done a documentary of this scale. And, um, and you know, emotions um, like uh, like grief – and uh and and so on aren't normally subjects i tackle only my stand-up um so it was a whole new world for me um but lucky i had laura the dog the dog uh expert with me who's just when you like sign up to these shows and you're kind of off on an adventure with someone you're like oh what are they going to be like that's a lot of time to spend with this one person Mm. she is so amazing. She's the sort of person you'd want to like walk down like a dark alley with if you're a bit nervous because she just, she, she knows what she's doing in every situation. Um, and I just adore her. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, she's, she's made me a, a dog expert. <laughs> no, I love that. And also it's, it, and like you said, it touches on grief. It touches on, um, you know, re- it's basically rehoming pets, but in, for, yeah. for anyone who doesn't, who hasn't seen the first epi- first couple of episodes, episodes i know yeah. at the time of recording a couple of episodes have come out can you give us the elevator pitch so it's essentially we're calling it a mutual rescue so we go into like the pounds because the shelters are overflowing um due to like covid uh everyone got dogs a lot of people went back to work um couldn't afford it I split up with partners and um so a lot of dogs got put into shelters but shelters are for like the dogs that are ready to go out the pounds are like the first port of call uh for dogs um who have been picked up on the side of the street and um and often they don't get to the shelters because the shelters are full and um and so what we do is we go into the pound we find the dogs uh the correct dog and then we yeah we we give we make a mutual rescue and uh, pair it up with a, a human in need so perhaps say um uh last night we had a this beautiful woman rosie who lost her husband when she first moved to australia um we've had a, a father who's lost his son um people that are suffering from um different uh mental uh and and physical um illnesses so it was pretty special and um and to be there for the pairing for the very first time and there were lots of tears and i kind of felt like i don't know felt like matchmate i felt like osher ginsburg <laughs> 
<laughs> that is the Osher Ginsberg of dog and human. I love it. I know. I am, and instead I'm, of I'm, like giving a rose, you'd be like, here's a dog bone. He is a he's a traumatized he's a, dog. Um, <laughs> he's had a very crappy life. Sounds like dating normally, to be honest. I know. I was like, yeah, you can you can imagine the amount of jokes like that I've made that have not made the cut. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I've known a, I've known plenty of dogs. Um, <laughs> but the only way to get through was to laugh because it was pretty like the pounds are so. I mean. The rangers, the work they do is amazing because I have this like old school misconception of rangers that they're like the evil dog catchers that are gonna, you know, you know, from like I think Disney movies have sort of 101 Dalmatians. I know exactly what you're talking about. But I realize now that if, if for some awful reason your dog goes missing, you actually do want, want your dog to end up with the rangers because they're going to, they're going to look after it and, um, and, and, and try and find a home for it any which way. So, cause a lot of the time the dogs don't, don't come in, um, uh, chip microchips. So they have no, na- that we, there's no, you know, name. Um, the rangers will post on Facebook. They'll put up ads. They'll try and fi- rehome these dogs because the legislation says after seven days they can be put down. Um, which is awful and uh and there are so many dogs just to waiting waiting their fate that yeah. actually breaks my heart after seven days they can be seven days out. and the legislation might be changing too soon because the it, there is such a crisis at the moment um so to get as many dogs out of the pound as we did felt you know like we were doing our little bit you're doing God's work, babe. That's amazing. I am a saint. You're right. Saint <laughs> Joel. <laughs> I'm a saint. I will call you that from now on. Every Thank time you I very see much. you, Thank I'll you. just bow down and, you know, pray to you, I guess. <laughs> saint of dogs. I'll take it. Joel, the saint of dogs, I love. <laughs> but when you're rehoming these dogs, and I mean, I know there's a huge team behind you, but it, it is a, a lot to do with you as well. But when you are rehoming these dogs, what do you look for in terms of owners and then flip that well as laura said it's kind of more about the humans than the dogs and it's all about training the humans so we're looking for because these all these dogs and pounds have you know come with baggage like like so many like 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 we all do they come with a lot of baggage and trauma so we have to identify families that are and 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 owners that are willing to work with that and and make that a project and make that a priority and not just you know expect a lap dog because that's that's not what you're getting and uh, also uh, the issue in the pounds is a lot of the dogs in there are huge they're huge dogs people don't want to adopt big black dogs because they're considered scary so like that is like the most of the pounds 80 percent these these scary black dogs but they're not they're they're beautiful and they're just you know there's just the way they're portrayed in film and 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 what we're taught and what we see on the news um but you know it's very rarely the dog's fault no of course not i mean i can't believe that during covid people got dogs and then they were like no not for me when i'm back in the real world can you imagine like i just can't imagine turning on my dog like that and i like am very good at turning on people but um (laughs) but i could not imagine turning on any dog like that and and it's such like a betrayal of their trust as well so um it's a it's a great honor when a dog places their trust in you and you need to you know pay the respect back i think that's what i was really taught my neighbours have a dog and I treat that dog like it's my own. Oh, good. Good. You know? 
Yeah. yeah. Like when it comes to Arnie Neitz's house, like he can sleep wherever he wants, like i.e. Yeah. on my bed. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, the same as our dog. Um, dogs are the best humans. That's uh, another. God, Laura has filled me full of these these prophetic quotes. Um, yeah, they really are, though. Of course they are. And they're like, because they're loyal and they're trusting and they, they just love you, you know, yeah. no matter what. Like, and, you know, after like a crappy day, they're still stoked to see you and, and, and yeah, they don't know that you, you stuffed up all day and everyone's pissed at you. They're the best. So, uh, yeah. Actually, I read this hilarious meme the other day and it was, do you think dogs think that you just leave the house and go for like a really long walk without them when they... I know. I always think that. My, I think my dog thinks I'm a dog because I, um, because I kind of, I... I'm often traveling for work. I'm often in Sydney, um, for radio and my partner, Jack looks after her. And, um, and so when I'm home, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm home for cuddles, naps, treats and walks. So she thinks, I, I think she thinks that he is the human and we're just the two dogs in the house. You know, so it I, makes I sense. get like the bum on my head and stuff when she's sleeping and all that. <laughs> oh, that is, what kind of dog do you have? I have a chat. I have a Chow Chow, um, and her name's girlfriend. Oh, of um, course. <laughs> yeah. So I can say to my, so my father, I can say to my father, I finally got a girlfriend. Um, <laughs> middle name boyfriend. So girlfriend, boyfriend, Gracie. <laughs> I love that. Actually, your dad, let's speak about that later. That's hilarious. Yeah. That was, he loves being spoken about. So does he? Oh my God. Solo yeah. man. I love yeah. that. I do want to ask you about that, but. I do. I actually want to go through your top five Google searches later. So if that's okay. okay, (laughs) (laughs) You'll actually be quite surprised. I'll have some interesting ones because I was on a plane last night with Wi-Fi and, (laughs) um, and, and, and alcohol. So I was, um, I was curious (laughs) about the really random things. Were you really, where were you flying back from? I was just flying back from Sydney and, um, and I, I, um, yeah, I was, I, I have, I, I have a, I just wanted to learn last night. So I think you're going to get some really great Google. Oh, so- my God. I love that. Well, before we move on to that, let me just ask one one more question about um, a new leash on life yeah. because dogs, you know, they are the real MVPs of the world. In fact, actually really quickly in this office, seven dogs were running around. Oh, I love workplaces that allow your dogs to uh, to come in. I went to a cafe the other day and I said, could I bring my dog in if we sit out the back? And they said no. And I was like. Are they evil? I know. I was like, <laughs> girlfriend, I'm so sorry. How embarrassing. So we literally went to the cafe next door, which just had like 20 dogs in it. Um, I was like, I'm no wonder your cafe is quiet. Is no one in it. Exactly, because it is the place you need to be able to bring your dogs in because they need they're humans too. They need to have brunch. They they need to have they need some smashed avocado on toast. Exactly. That is that my they dog need has- to not be able to afford a house. Yeah, and he's a puppy chino. <laughs> oh my god, girlfriend! I love girlfriend already. Um, I know, but- she's a weird. She loves milk, girlfriend. I'm like, are you a cat? <laughs> she's like she likes a warm bowl of milk at night. She discovered that. Um, the, uh, so the breeder told us so the, so yeah, like give her milk. I'm like, okay, oat milk. She lives in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually so funny. I'm like, I was like, how did he discover that? But then I realized that obviously, but she would have had milk as a baby. 
Yeah, totally. So she, um, so if she's, um, yeah, if if it's a cold day or a, um, if she's had a big day or just any day, um, <laughs> I'll give her a girlfriend bowl needs of milk. her bowl of milk heated up to sixty degrees, like sixty point two degrees. A little sprinkle of cinnamon. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of honey. I know. Oh, yeah. No, I Oh, my God. Me too. That sounds delicious. That sounds like a chai latte. Maybe we should start giving girlfriend a chai latte. Well, I am still a, like a – I have this debate with um, Tim Blackwell all the time. <laughs> I am still a heavy milk drinker. Like I'll drink a glass of milk full cream before bed. Get and out. Disgusting. And I love it. <laughs> Did you have to do that as a kid? Yeah, we, we, uh, my, my parents always gave us milk. Um, and then I remember when I was, um, like at high, in high school, we would, um, in the cafeteria in the mornings, all drink like a two litre bottle of milk before going to class. Cause we're just boys growing up and needing sustenance. And we were just, we'd all get like a two litre bottle of milk and just sit there at breakfast and like drink the whole bottle. It was wild. Okay. So I'm a little bit with Tim on that one. That is two liters of oh my god! I know. Clearly, I don't have any dairy issues. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, you'd be really. I wouldn't be here. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be dead from yeah lactose intolerance. That's. I don't know. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. But <laughs> I just really want to ask this one question, but I love our segues. They're so much fun. But it's, I just want to know if someone wants to rehome a dog or if yeah. they, if sorry, not someone wants to rehome a dog. If someone would like to adopt a dog, what are the steps that need to take place? Well, you can contact, I mean, you can contact shelter groups and, um, and then, and you can contact the pound. A lot of the pound, um, uh, visits are by appointment only because, um, there are dogs in there that do have owners and just by, you know, bad luck, the dog has, en- has ended up in there. But normally they're the ones that are in there for minutes and the owners are like freaking out and they come in and grab them. Um, and, but then there's the dogs that have been there for oh, no, a couple of weeks. And I would, when, when we'd film on a Friday and I knew I'd be going back to the pound on the Monday, I'd just spend the weekend going, please, I don't want to see you on Monday. As much as I loved cuddling you, I do not want to see you on Monday. I oh, want to no. Know- so you can go in, you can, you can, um, you can meet the dogs. And then, uh, if this, once the seven day period expires, you can, um, you can adopt and, and the pound would will happily assist with that. They are so grateful when people come forward. And ignorant question, but is there a cost involved? Uh, yeah, it's there, there is. I was actually going to, there's like, it's like a processing fee. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like, a hundred bucks, um, oh. and and they'll, they'll they chip your dog for you as well. Uh, a lot of the time, they um, they'll desex them and then they'll have it all done because that's the other problem as well. A lot of people don't desex their dogs, um, and then a lot of backyard unregistered breeding goes on. And um, and yeah, I know that sounds very kinky. Hanky <laughs> panky. I know, but you know, some people are so awful. I remember seeing this one dog in there, and she was panting a lot and i said to laura what's what's her deal and she said i think that that the owners have just used her as a like a dog to breed with and she's given them all the puppies they can and now that they um now that she's of uh, no longer use she's been like just shipped off to the pound and this poor mother who's given birth to dozens and dozens of dogs was just standing in this little cage being like what have i done to be here that was yeah that was a really awful moment you're actually i'm actually that is that's made me so sad i know i just wanted to 
yeah, I wanted to, uh, yeah, throw punches at these people. Have you ever wanted to, in any of the dogs that you've met, have you gone, I want to take this home? So a few times, yeah, a few times. Or then a few when I was like, oh, well, if he doesn't work out, let me know. And then he's worked out. Um, and then there was this one dog called Pav, and um, he was this chocolate brown Labrador staffy cross, and he'd been tied to a fence for five days, so he lost all like he had full muscular degeneration through his his back hips and stuff, and he was so beautiful, and I I was so close to adopting him, and so close to Jack coming in and and and, what, and meeting him, um, and then I and and then I said, what are the what are Pav's chances to the ranger? And she said. He's a chocolate Labrador cross. Like, although he needs a little bit of work, he'll be adopted. He'll go. Yeah. And I was like, okay, good, 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 good. But yeah, I was very tempted. Like, every single dog. Like, I would take them all. I don't know. know, Jailbreak. I know exactly. Like, I would take them all. There's no way. Like, I could never work at a shelter. I could never, I couldn't do it because I'd just be like, come home with me. Come home with Annie Neats. Just I know. take him home. I know. And these beautiful, the other thing about the pounds is these beautiful volunteers every single day come in at like 11 a.m. and walk the dogs. So and these beautiful people come in and walk the dogs. They all have um, very personal stories about adopting dogs out of the pound and stuff as well. So yeah, you can, that's another thing people can do. They can sign up to be, um, they, they can sign up to just go and walk dogs or be foster parents while, while like an interim home for, mm. for dogs as well, which I never really thought about. But yeah, of course you can. I'd love to foster a dog. Oh, you make it now. I'm just going to go home and be like, oh, I'm fostering a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A big dash hound or something. I know. Oh, that'd be amazing. I just love the ones that can cuddle you, but I also like caboodles because I'm a basic bitch. But <laughs> my sister has a caboodle who's very cute. But I like, yeah, I like a big dog. I like, I, I like, I want it to be like a weighted anxiety blanket yeah. on me. <laughs> <laughs> weighted anxiety blanket, best friend, trusty, loyal, loyal yeah. companion. I love. Yeah. Yeah, just all those things. Uh, if you can be all, all of things, if that, you can be all of the things, you. that'd be great. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, yeah. Everything I'm missing in a man. If you could just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I know you also don't speak uh, human, so if you could also interpret that, that'd be great. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. But I do want to talk about your career because, oh God, having you in front of me, this is so cool. Because I've been in this industry for so long and I've never met you, so this is really big you know, very exciting for me. Um, but you were such an all-rounder. Like, I cannot believe. I actually Googled, and this is not in your top Googles, but I actually Googled when did you kind of come into the stratosphere of of the media? Yeah. And it was, wasn't until, like, obviously you were on the comedy circuit first, but it, you really took off in 2015 for I'm a Celeb, right? Is that when yeah, you so- took off? That was, that was like a, that was like, like nine day. Um, so... But up until that point, I'd been touring a lot. Like I, I was like, I was a comedy was like out every night doing three gigs a night anywhere around the world. Um, and then I started touring with Joan Rivers um, as her support act. And that's what sort of kind of, you know, you know what Australia is like. Yep. The second someone overseas gives you like the ticket of approval, suddenly back home in Australia. They're amazing. Exactly. So because Joan had sort of, you know, signed off for me and then she sadly passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was like, oh, well, that's my American, like that's my American sort of uh, career. Um, or, and so I was also dating an American guy at the time. So I had, I had somewhere to stay and we broke up. So that was also uh, irritating. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I did, I'm a celebrity and came out and, and it was 
like nothing I was expecting. Like I, I remember landing back in Sydney and just getting absolutely mobbed of people saying, can you, can you do a, a voice recording for my daughter or can, can we have a photo? And it was just wild because I haven't, hadn't seen any of the show either because you genuinely are kept under lock and key. So I'd just been camping for six weeks without realizing that everybody had been watching. And also there's that first season sort of, um, you know, any first season of any show, whether you're watching it or not, I think people sort of know what's going on on that show. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm glad I took the risk of doing it. Um, yeah, because I know Chrissy Swan and I were both very like, oh, first season, is this, you know, is this, a, this is a risk, but we were, yeah, yeah, stoked. I love that show. I love it. Like, and truly. It's, yeah, it's a great show. And it's real. That's the part that I didn't sort of anticipate. Like, I thought they'd be like, okay, filming's done, back to the hotel, um, or here's a quick coffee. Nah. No. Nah. Like, you are genuinely there camping. I remember, like, and, like, I remember one day, they they are very vigilant on like you know keeping you safe. But one day the little voice of God speaker box that would sort of direct us if we needed came over, and I was napping on my bed, and they were like, "Joel, get out of your bed." And um and there was just like a, there was a green tree snake nearby, and um and they were like just calmly walk away. Someone took it, and and you you moved on. That is cray cray. It was cray cray, but I felt it was like it was kind of, it was a nice reminder that they there, were there watching and and taking care of you because you otherwise had no interaction with them. And if you did see producers at a trial, they would even have their watches um, taped so you couldn't tell the time. It was so it was they were they were very good at creating this show. I love that because you're but the whole thing is it's like being a Big Brother, right? It's exactly yeah. the same thing. Like you're not supposed to know the the what's happening in the outside world. You're not supposed to know the time and the reason they starve you is because you all of your faculties like everything you yes. lose your mind basically absolutely we thought well we thought we'd we'd made a sundial and we were like uh-huh we've got you we know the time and then just i remember that. yeah murphy's <laughs> made a sundial and i but then i checked with the producers when i was eliminated from the show and could could speak openly to them and they're like your sundial was off by two hours <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty close, though, in my humble opinion. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, oh, oh, not too bad for hungry, hungry B-list celebrities, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, you just reminded me of something. I read your profile talent management. I went deep, babe. I went deep. Oh, right. And wow. um, I loved the bio because I loved how it said that you're a self-described shameless fame whore. Shameless fame whore. I, I wrote a book called Thirsty Confessions of a Fame Whore when I was 25. Well, actually, when I came out of the jungle, I, I, got a, I, I wrote an autobiography. But it was a bit too young to write an autobiography so like thinking about on some about some of the chapters i'm like wow i dedicated a whole chapter to that Oof. okay <laughs> but it's so good like to be able to say you know what i love this i love this game i love doing what i'm doing because then you've got you're a comedian you're a tv host you're a radio host like it is mind-boggling how multi-talented you are Oh, thanks. I really enjoy the business side of, of show business and it's so dorky, but I always say to friends that are like sort of starting up in the industry, like just remember business is the, is a, is a bigger word than show. Um, so you've got to have the show, but you've just got to have like the business, like, like knowledge to, to, re to remember that you yourself are, you are the product. And, um, so yeah, and, and to approach it in that way, it's a weird way to look at yourself, but, um, but it does help sometimes. That is actually very clever. 
Yeah, oh, thank you. I should do a masterclass. You I should. should. I would love that. I would. I would come. I would come as long as there are dogs and treats. Yeah, and- I could do dog tips and show and and show these tips. <laughs> show tips on how to be a shameless fame shameless fame or dog dog, dog trainer, trainer. <laughs> and behavioralist and a yes. rehomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a radio star comedian. <laughs> um, what else are we adding to this list? Oh yeah, yeah. and puzzle and puzzle, puzzle master. Puzzle master, obviously, yeah. when they're yeah. already done for you. Um, <laughs> but I do. I love the, your honesty. I think that's that what what's make. <laughs> I think that's what makes you super duper relatable. Like, don't you reckon? Like, is that why you're honest? Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, I, I, it's, I, I'm not a very good liar, and, um, and I, I prefer it when people are honest, and, and, you know, with show, t- with, with, t- with TV particularly, there's a lot of trickery. Like, let's do that again, and, and a, a lot of the time, I'm like, no, let's leave it as is. Like, the audience aren't stupid. They know there's cameras there. They, they know that there's an audience there. They know that we're, we're playing up certain elements of our, mm-hmm. of our life for entertainment, and, and to, and. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that, like dropping off the fourth wall and, and, and being quite honest with my, with my audience. That's why, like, I feel like I get a, I always think I get a double hit out of jobs. So say I will do like New Leash and Life or, um, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. I do that job, but then I get the other side of it, whereas, where I then tell the behind the scenes story in my stand up. So yeah, like you kind of get both sides and i'll tell like the naughtiest stories that didn't make the cut on stage oh i love a naughty story oh yeah me too any naughty, <laughs> i was gonna be like any naughty stories from new leash on life um yeah no. <laughs> maybe not I yeah no, I'm to not. no it was more more things that went down at home a, playing with my parents for um for the six weeks um they they because it went from oh joel's in town to work on a tv show and staying with us to joel's living with us again um which is a very different way your parents teach you <laughs> like um different way your parents uh talk to you um and yeah it got to the point like you know the first few weeks it was like i'd, I'd finish taping i'd you know I'd, I'd go past a bottle shop on the way home and take a nice bottle of wine and have a have a drink with mom and then after a few weeks the the, the canapes and drinks dropped off and then it was like Okay, we'll just have dinner. And then it was, um, dinner in silence. And then it became knocking on my door at 5 a.m. You should go for a jog if you want your crumpet before you go, uh, <laughs> to film the dog show. So yeah, it really went the full 180. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's always, you'll always be your parents' baby, like no matter what. Yeah, always. Um, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm their middle child. I'm their only boy. And, um, as I tell my sisters, and I'm their only child on TV. So you're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a middle child. Oh, it's that, I think it's us middle child children. We're very, um, we're very, uh, we just like to let the others in, in intelligent. Yes. And we just remind the others, you know, we're here and we're, you know, we're in the middle. Um, we're sent to diamond, like the real yes. housewives, we're sent to diamond. It's exactly what we are. And also we just need attention because usually yeah. you're not, because you're either not the oldest or you're not the youngest. But in your case, yeah. you're the boys, so the only boys. So that kind of mm-hmm. works. But for me, I'm not the oldest daughter and I'm not the youngest daughter. I'm the middle daughter, but I'm the youngest on my mum's side. But with my dad, I'm like middle of, like, it's just uh, whatever, whatever way you look at it, I'm fucked, basically. <laughs> yeah, you need like a big like pie graph. Or- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I love that story about you um, going back home with your parents because they must 
must be so supportive of you. Like it sounds they, like they are. Yeah, they're really supportive. And because like a lot of comics tell stories about how like they when they told their parents they want to be a stand-up comedian, um, their parents are like, no, don't do it. Um, or a lot of them are grown adults when they start their stand-up. But I started when I was 16, so I had to tell my parents because for two years my parents had to take me to my gigs, take me to pubs, uh, sign in. Um, you. They had to drive me. It's a very weird day when your mum's the heckler, um, and then you you drive, then you drive yourself home from your gig with your your, your yellow pee plates on because mum's had a few wines, and um, and so yeah, they they've travelled. They they come to Eurovision each year when I host that. Um, they love a free ticket, and when I do shows in Perth, they'll often stand at the door of the theatre and thank people for coming. But <laughs> not all of my audience know what my parents look like. So some people just think it's the owners of the theatre being really proactive and kind. <laughs> that is beautiful. Yeah, they're very they're very cool. They um they yeah they came to New York to see me open for Joan, but I think they're like we're coming for your birthday, but it was very much just to get a photo with Joan. Yes, it was get a free ticket yeah. to see Joan. What are you talking about? I know. Nothing to do with their middle child's birthday. What are you talking about? Exactly. And they're very funny. Like sitting like around the dinner table growing up was like good training for stand-up comedy because all my family are funny. They're just in different ways. (laughs) I love that. And like speaking of your family, so I wanted to do the the top five Google searches with you like I mentioned before. They're actually not as crazy as you thought they were going to be. Oh, I I thought you were asking for Google searches in my phone and I was I was like last night on on the plane googling like why is the oval office Okay. Oval? Scrap my thing. What are your top 5 Google searches? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly run you through what I was googling last night because I was on the plane and I was watching um a, oh, how many calories in a piece of white bread was the last thing I could Wait, how many calories? 265, babe. Um <laughs> 265 calories in one piece of white bread? Yep. No. Yes, yes. And then I Googled um, facts about the Oval Office. Um, why is the Oval Office oval? Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Just um, Kylie Minogue. Just Padam, Kylie Padam was something else I Googled. I obviously wanted to know. Um, I obviously wanted to know how that was doing the charts and then Qantas VIP service team. <laughs> Looking for the number. <laughs> Wait, Weirdest okay. Google search results ever. Also, is, why is the Oval Office Oval? Um, I actually do know this. I think it was Franklin Roosevelt. Also, I was reading this last night. How do I not remember? Um, I built it and it was, it, it was the second one they built and it actually has, okay, here's a fun fact that I learned about the Oval Office last night. In a lot of movie portrayals of the Oval Office, it looks like they only ever give it two doors, but the Oval Office actually has four doors connecting it to the West Wing. Ooh. Is one for um is one door like at the back for the cheeky little. The cheeky yeah. little late night entry. Rendezvous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that wasn't on the facts page that I was uh, on. Shocking. Was it the official White House page? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was JoeBiden.com. <laughs> that is so random and you were just drinking on a plane. Also, how good's plane Wi-Fi? Oh, Right? Like, the, the Wi-Fi on the plane is better than the Wi-Fi in my house. Like, I'm really sure I've been down, like, I've been, like, 
downloading like full films and stuff on the plane lately. <laughs> like I catch up on all my work on the plane now. It's amazing. Know, it's so good. It's so good. Um, except the only thing is, is that you probably are like maybe like not business class, but like maybe just like a economy plus, or is that what you? <laughs> I don't know. But oh, I, I move. I move around. That. It depends on who's paying. Like if it's like a corporate gig, I'm up in the front. If it's, it's uh, me, I'm down the back. Yes. Um, but because um, I. Because I fly travel so often, I like I know all the flight attendants, and um, they always, you know, they'll they'll be like, uh, Mr. Wilson, uh, Mr. Smith, and then they'll get to me as I go and they go, Hey, bitch, and then they'll just like point me to my seat. <laughs> so cool. I know. Well, sometimes I want Mr. Creasy. Like early in the morning, I'm like, I wouldn't mind a bit of Mr. Creasy, but there's always like some queen be like, Hey, bitch, uh, get sit down. <laughs> And you're like, a little bit of respect. It's seven o'clock in the morning. I know, but I go along with it. I'm like, hey, bitch. I'm like, hey, bitch, thank you. Where's my free coffee and my hot towel? Yeah, I know. Where's my where's where's my cheese and crackers? Where's my cheese? I love cheese and crackers on a plane, mate. Oh my the cheaper, God. the better. The cheaper, oh, my the God. Better. Do you know one of my favourite snacks in the world is a um, service station sandwich? Oh, same. Same. I love I love a sandwich. I love a basic crappy sandwich me too is that oh. because when we were kids like that's what we got in our lunch boxes i think so i think it's a bit of nostalgia and i there's something about a service station sandwich that the the, the, the lettuce always has a real good crunch to it yeah. <laughs> probably all the chemicals uh, yeah i was just thinking that i was like hang on that sits there all day <laughs> and also the bread's just a little bit soggy but it tastes so good i don't even know what to say good. it's so now good egg me sandwich. too me too are you going to the logies you're going on the logies on sunday aren't you yeah so that's why i was googling googling how how many calories in a piece of white bread um because i'm the button on my blazer is currently just like just off fitting um so and i really don't want to have to move the button i want to move the man oh my um, god <laughs> yeah but i'm looking forward to the logies i'm actually presenting but i still haven't found out what I wore. Mm. um i am going to be on the red carpet interviewing so i'll bring you a a servo sandwich, come find me. Please, please. And also, if you want to, I'm walking with love to servo. Oh my God. Okay. Oh God. Now I have to bring two servos. No, it's okay. We'll split it. We're used to that. <laughs> no, I'll bring you, I'll bring you one each. Oh, um, thank oh God. Money bags. No. I'm like media, honey. <laughs> 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 also, total um, shameless plug, by the way, because mm. total, I'm just a shameless plugger. Do you know who my cousin is? Who? Montaigne. Get out. Really? Yeah, she's my baby cousin. Like, look, I'm a European, so, yeah. um, well, she's half Filipino. But you know how yeah. you do that? Yeah, she's my my mum's cousin's daughter. But, yeah, I used to live with her. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Oh, what a sweetheart. And I know. Um, oh, I, I felt so bad for her when she had to perform for Australia from Australia, there was really like nothing could be done. It was such a, it was a it was really, awful. it was an awful situation. And and I just sort of just let her do her thing because I was like, there's nothing I, I, I can say or do. I'm literally just like, yeah, it was just crap. But I, yeah. I love that. Her um, Don't Break Me song. I, still I know. Every day. I know. She's amazing. She's so talented. And her, her sister, Tiana, actually is singer. Oh wow! Okay, we'll tell her to the next time. Well, no, she's gone to to live with her um, French boyfriend in Gepley. Oh so, my god! So I don't know. Anyway, she's already. 
Yeah, she's already. <laughs> she really is. Anyway, uh, but I, so yeah, I just want to show you that because I completely forgot about Europe. Oh, that's so um, interesting. So, yeah, Montaigne, because because we didn't didn't go to Europe with Montaigne. She was right. the one I got to know the least. Oh. Um, so yeah, um, that's such a cool gig though. Going doing Eurovision. Oh yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean it's it's. People always say, like, what was Liverpool like? What was Lisbon like? But I'm like, I have no idea. I spent it backstage the entire time in fluorescent <laughs> lighting, interviewing random Norwegian and 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 Slovakian bands because um, they keep you waiting for ages because this is their one week, you know, a lot of them are, you know, they're like a little Latvian band with 700 followers on Instagram and it's their one week to act like divas and rock stars. So Miff and I just stand there outside their dressing room for hours just waiting to ask them about their song about a, a a bluebird um you know two questions that they don't speak english it's via a translator the interview's crap and uh it doesn't make it to air and with them we're like well good day at work see you tomorrow see you tomorrow we're just in europe to be in bands i can't remember what i was watching the other day and i'm really trying to figure it out and they said Celine Dion came from Eurovision, and I completely forgot about that. She did. She won for um, Switzerland in 1999. But I could be wrong on the date. Uh, I often am <laughs> um, on the year. That's sorry. what Miff's there for. Miff's yeah, the, exactly. She's ask the, her. She's the, no, I'll just ask Miff. I'll ask Miff and I'll be like, and also here's a, here's a survey sandwich. Ham and cheese okay or egg yeah, salad? Or... Yeah, she's like, how do you know? No, she, <laughs> she's a very uh, – Miff is the best. Miff's like um, – Miff and I have shared a toothbrush. We, uh, <laughs> we're that close. <laughs> we were about to go on stage once and I always carry a toothbrush with me before I go on stage because I have this weird paranoia that the front row couldn't smell by breath, even though I a, like to believe I don't have bad breath and B, there's no way the audience from the stage can smell that, but I, it's just a thing in my mind. Yeah. And this was like, oh, can I? Oh, no, I didn't bring mine. I was like, you can borrow mine if you want. She's like, oh, yeah, fine. And um, so, yeah, that's, we became, that's when we became real besties. <laughs> I hope that you didn't have like two litres of milk beforehand and thought, oh. No, 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 I was performing. I'd, I'd had nothing. I'd had a bit, bit of air. <laughs> and it's so crunk. Okay, let's do the t- the top Google searches okay. of you, even though okay. I loved hearing about your Google searches. That was a real, that was a real <laughs> deep dive at the Asagi, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first one is Joel Creasy Dog Show. Oh, that's good. That's really good news. Um, people are looking for new leash and life. It, and also, I, I think the catch-up figures on it um, are really great. So we're we're very happy. and Because uh, it is the sort of show that you can watch it on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, on ABC. Or it's very much like a, like a, a nice little Saturday Arvo, Sunday Arvo catch-up show. Um, just so you know, I do the TV ratings for Media Week every single day. And, oh, um, that's where I get my ratings from. From so. Media Week? Yeah. Me, I do yeah. them. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much. I'm on your page like every day because oh, if it's not, if it's, see, if it's see that I'm looking for a show that I was on, or we're we're in the office interested to know like who won the night and stuff. So yeah, never know who's reading your stories, do you? Oh no, you I, never know who's watching. You never know. Oh who's no, I think we all are. Like I think all of media are on there looking and checking ratings. Oh my gosh, I'm really. Oh, I'm gonna just put. I'm gonna throw last nice, nice little things in there for you now. Now, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, little little um, Easter eggs and see if I find Easter them. Easter eggs and Oh, that's good. That just <laughs> made my day. How stupid! 
Oh no! No, thank you. You're, it's it's like the one reliable place to go. I'm like, right, great. Because I, oh. I also know the format. Like, I'm like, I, so I can I can get to the my number really quick if I need to. Yeah, I do. Look, I'll be really honest with you. It is a template that I do yeah. every day. But the thing I love is, the template. The template's Don't great. It. Exactly, because you know, okay, well, am I going to skip past Channel Seven and Channel Nine just to get to ABC? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, you also, time. you also need to know is is ABC or Ten switched around today? That's the big one. Is it usually because it's always those two that are switched? Yes, I have noticed that. Yes, yeah, so like I, I, I know the length of my I like whether it needs to be like a long scroll or a short scroll. Very yeah. good. Do you like the detail I put into? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love the bolding. I love the italics. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm a, I'm a I'm a true fan. Uh, <laughs> I promise I'm really good at other stuff too, but this is like no, you're wonderful at that. <laughs> this is a really really big win for me. Um, <laughs> your next one, no surprises here. Joel Crazy partner. Oh right, yeah. Um, his name's Jack. Um, and he's a Taurus. He, um, he's, yeah, 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 he's he's awesome. He's um somewhere. I don't actually know where he is. This is more his office. Um, yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah, see, he's someone of the He's the, um, like, we have like a hundred plus indoor plants. Um, a lot of which he's like propagated from scratch. So <laughs> that little propagation, um, unit there. He's a real green thumb. And, but the cutest thing is, I went to a party years ago as Jamie Jury. We had to go as Australian icons and my costume the last minute didn't come through. So I just whipped down to Bunnings and pretended I was like, I'll just go as Jamie Jury. And I got this like toy. Um, uh, got like, like t- tool belt. Um, and Jack uses it for his gardening, but he, I don't think he realizes it's, it's a, a toy. toy. It works properly. Like it works well, but it's actually from a toy box. <laughs> that is actually so, so funny. Oh, he's, my he God. looks so cute. And I love it when he's gardening. Oh, how long have you guys been together? We've been together for like six and a half years. So, yeah, so we're, we're lesbians. I uh, love, yeah, moved in after the first weekend. Is that what I know. We, he did. He, exactly. he came around. Parked his, I just remember we were, I was living in Docklands at the time. He parked his Birkenstocks uh, in the lounge room and never left. <laughs> and I also thought, wow, the, the, the confidence of a man to wear Birkenstocks to a first date as well. Like that's, The confidence. Yeah, the confidence. I would that would that would have put me off. So well done to you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, the next one is hilarious to me. Joel Creasy net worth. Well, according to like all those like you know dodgy net worth sites, I'm worth somewhere between some some days I'm like worth two million dollars, and then other days I'm worth a hundred million dollars. Hundred um, million, babe. If you're worth a hundred million, can I be? Your I bird? know. What are these websites like? Uh, what do these websites think neighbors pay? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, net worth. I don't know. I'm so bad with numbers. Oh my god, don't answer it. They look like hieroglyphics to me. So, um, I'm probably worth like, I'm probably like negative $2 million. <laughs> I'm actually really excited that you read my TV ratings when you can't do numbers. But just also, just so you know, I can't do numbers. I actually have to Google when I do percentages of things. I have to oh. be like, how do you do a percentage of? Yeah, totally. I'm, I, I totally it's get it. It's because we're creative, darling. It's that we're what a left side or right side of brain or whatever exactly, they say. Right exactly, right, right, right side. Right, right side, right side. Okay, yeah, don't tell me your net worth, but I just think it's hilarious that people want to know. <laughs> This is another one that cracks me up when people search this. Joel Creasy height. Height. Oh, well, this is, I'm actually taller than I realised. Hang on. <laughs> I've got near me my height. 
I had to the other day um, do all my measurements for Thank God You're Here. And, um, and you can get through I, the door? No, for the costume. Uh, yeah, for the costume. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, yeah, for the costume. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm 183, something like that, six foot one. You? Or maybe I'm six foot. No, don't, don't you question yourself because I'm questioning. <laughs> I'm, I know that every single person that meets me in person says you're way taller than I than expected. Then I thought you were. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, she didn't. I'm so sorry, but I'm, I mean, I'm tiny. I'm like 163. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm tall. You're tall. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I underestimated that. Yeah, I'm lanky. I'm lanky. A lanky. Best kind. <laughs> best kind. <laughs> and what's your girth? No. <laughs> Definitely keep that in. Absolutely. (laughs) And then ABC will be like, Anita, this is a family-friendly show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, and the last Google search, which I absolutely want to talk about before I let you go, is Joel Creasy Daddy. Oh, he'll be stoked that he made made the search. Yeah, he, well, I think also, okay, so my dad was a solo man in the 1978 or one of, one of the, one of the commercials. There are, there are about 10 solo men. And he, yeah, he was the one, he's the solo man that runs up the hill with the blue healer chasing him. And then, yeah, and then drinks the solo at the top because that's what you feel like after a big workout, sugary soft drink. And, um, but then I think, I think solo's like in the news because they're sort of, I feel like they're either re, okay. This is going to sound a bit random, but they're either bringing back the solo men or one of the solo men went to prison the other day for like ice possession or allegedly, and a lot of people thought it was my dad. Or it's both combined. I'm not sure. <laughs> what? And it I might not have been ice, but, but there was like a lot of people, there was like a new story about like the solo man was done for drugs or drug trafficking or something dodgy. And, and everyone would be like, is that Terry? It was not Terry. It was, it was not, not Terry. Terry. My dad thinks ice is something that comes out of his fridge. <laughs> out of his little fridge. Like he's got one of those ones that, you know, you put it up to. Oh, and it, go, it, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Honey, I wish I had one yeah. of those. That's like, that's rich people things. I'm like, desperate for one. I know I love going home to <laughs> mum and dad's. Every drink has ice in it. Literally all you did for the last six weeks or when you were filming during oh, the six weeks is just like go up and I yes. have such a like drink. Like if it's a solo, it can't, if it's a solo, if it's solo, it has to be ice cold. Like Coke Crazy. Zero freezing cold cannot be room temperature it cannot be just below cold it has to be freezing freezing glass champagne freezing i'll also put i'll put glasses in the freezer if i have to but now i'm told that champagne's meant to be i was reading something the other day about champagne's meant to be drunk at 11 or 12 degrees bottle i'm like i'm not yeah i know Gross. Everything has to be ice cold. And in fact, some days when I have to, when I forget to put water in the fridge because pleb, um, yeah. and you, you, I don't have like a, a water thing. No, I have the same, just water. Exactly. In the just water in the fridge. And I'm like, oh, I have to drink this plebby, like. I know. Water. I desperately want one of those water. Oh my God. Me too. So badly. So bad. And it's anyway, the one, digress. sometimes I have the sparkling water. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> my god imagine that on tap in your own house so i love sparkling oh water but sometimes i get it gives i have to watch out sometimes it gives me really bad hiccups it's so <laughs> stupid it's really bad hiccups and sometimes i hiccup all through our radio show and like and they're like joel did you drink t- three bottles of sparkling water again today i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> are you loving that radio show that must be amazing 
I am. It's like I always say to because it's like our show is very um we basically just go around the circle insulting each other. Uh, I always say like, it's like going into like, like a little like arena each afternoon. And I quite enjoy it because, because we're all, we all love each other. So it's just fun just hanging shit on each other. And, um, we don't do any like big stunts and stuff. Like, like, you know, it's just three people talking in the studio and what I would want to listen to driving home, like not, nothing too intense, That's just it. some snarky banter. Yeah, I love that though. Like I love listening to other people talking. I mean, I guess, you know, hopefully people love listening to us too talk, but Absolutely. it's, it's you know, like it's just, that's so, it's so cool. Like I love hearing other people's takes on things. Like and you guys oh, totally. have a really good chemistry and I love that. Yeah, well, I'll often drive in and I'll hear Christy Swan's, like, take on something and I'll be like, oh, my God, Christy, I'm going to go, like, the absolute opposite way to you on that <laughs> when I get in. Um, Christy loves a, loves a servo sandwich too. She loves Do a servo sandwich. Do you remember she got, uh, she got that huge flack for putting up a Coles sandwich ad? Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. She, uh, she I genuinely <laughs> she oh yeah god she's she's amazing that woman she is the yes, hardest man. person like she would never do an interview and i'm like come on you'll love me oh really <laughs> oh, after, i'll be like i did the best interview oh my god please i love all of you you're all amazing um okay final question because yeah. i have kept you so long i'm so sorry but this has been amazing i'm like oh, this, so i'm so glad okay <laughs> what advice would you give your younger self knowing what you know now Oh, uh, I've always like, I feel I've ever been asked this question, but, or I, I, but I always, I've seen other people be asked it and I would maybe don't bleach your hair um, when you're 19 years old and working as a Casanova at Nova in Perth to impress the guy in sales who has a long-term boyfriend or fiance. Uh, he's not going to be impressed by you, Joel. And getting drunk and getting up on the stage at that charity ball and then uh, spilling a drink on yourself and falling over in front of him is not going to make him sort of change his mind. <laughs> but otherwise, just stick to what you're doing and, and it'll be okay. You, you know what would have made that story even better? Yeah. If he had a long-term fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so trashy. I'm obsessed with you. I love oh, this new you. show. You are just an absolute treat. I could sit and banter with you all day long. You're the best, honestly. Oh, thanks. So we'll do it. We, maybe we'll do it over a few wines in the lobby. Oh, my God. I would love Well, no, because I'm a pleb. I just get to go to the red carpet and go home. We don't Oh, get no. Planet. We'll just loiter. We'll loiter for an after party. No. That's basically what the entire room's doing as well. Love that. Love you. Thank you. This was amazing. Thanks so much. That was really fun. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast.